0: Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your hosts for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show.
1: Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we have quite the episode. Because we're going to be talking about that fantastic 4-0 win that America had against Cholos. We'll be previewing this Friday's match against Nacaxa. And we're going to be talking about Our Lady Aguilas, of course. The schedule is out. Some key matches that uh, intrigue us. Have finally found themselves a date. And we got much more to talk about in regards to all of that. New transfer and all of that good stuff. But before I get ahead of myself, as always, let me introduce my co-host, New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Gentlemen, how are we?
2: I'm doing great, Ivan. Uh, had a little bit of a storm yesterday, but, you know, everything's in good peace, though. Um, I hope everyone's doing well, um, staying safe, wearing their mask, and I'm um, excited to talk about uh, everything Global America today.
1: Definitely, definitely. Dylan, how is it over there in Texas? Do you, you get any weather anomalies or no? No, oh, unless it's getting hot, I mean...
0: <laughs> we're close to breaking some record temperatures right now, but I mean, it's hot. It's Texas. Uh, I don't think there's any rain in sight at the moment, but we'll see where, where it takes us.
1: Nice, nice. Well, everything calm over there in Texas. Not so calm over in New York, and we're going to go back over to New York because we have a returning guest on today's show. Again, it's Christian's neighbor from uh, the other side of the block. It's none other than AJ himself. AJ, how are we?
3: I'm doing good, thank you. How about you? I'm
1: I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. Happy to have you again here and uh, excited to uh, hear what you got to say in regards to Lady Aguilas. I know you're going to keep us up to date uh, whenever we do get to that segment. So excited to have you back onto the show and I know we're ready to kick things off. So if you gentlemen are ready to start off, why don't we talk about that amazing 4-0 victory that America had against Cholos? Let's do it. All righty, let's get started. Well, America surprised all of us after they took on Cholos Quincles on Saturday over in Estadio Seu. In a match, Christian, in which we kind of weren't too confident that America was going to walk away with all three points. But never, nevertheless, they definitely kind of, you know, took this different approach. I don't know if it was because Cholos maybe didn't bring the high pressure the way Cesar kind of Anticipated that they were, mm-hmm. but I was curious to kind of pick your brain. What do you think America did well in this matchup, and why do you think the scoreline was as high as it was?
2: Well, for starters, I think America, you know, finally got to play a really, a really good, well-based team. Um, they were very focused on on whatever they needed to do. They were they were very organized, uh, especially in the in the back line. I think this is one of the better games for all all of the four uh, back line men. Uh, you know, a good game from from Bruno Valdez, a good game from Cáceres as well, once again. Even Luis Reyes had, had, had one of his better games today. So I think overall it was a good defensive game. I think it starts from there. You move up a little bit, and I think this is one of also González's best game uh, on the, with the Club America shirt. He was everywhere. Even though he was a little bit of a quiet guy, but that's kind of his thing, though, you know? Kind of being quiet, but making those plays that are game-changing, and you see that in the first goal. So one definitely one of his better games, you know? I, I'm usually one of the player, the guys who really don't, yeah, You know, I don't think he's America made, but in this game, he definitely proved me wrong. Um, and again, we got we got to tip our hats off to Roger Martinez once again, being, in my opinion, the best player once again for America. And if he continues his form, you know, I think America can shape up to be a pretty good team this season.
1: No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I kind of want to touch up on what you said in regards to the defense. I think this is a game in which America showcased. That they had some solidarity in the back. Uh, And a player that we definitely have highlighted before is Cáceres, right? This new kid, Cáceres, having to come in and kind of take his place with Aguilera out. And for the first time, I had no complaints about him. He was very, very composed whenever he had to go uh, in a one-v-one situation. And he just looked very, very good and comfortable. And he looked, you know, at ease with Bruno Valdez as his partner Uh, And everything just kind of seemed to connect. And I think from then on, America was able to build from the back and find some solidarity going forward. And then, you know, just kind of, you know, jumping lines just exactly as things go. But um, I wasn't to say that America had the perfect start. Now, AJ, America had a penalty that was called back because of an offside from Cholos. But how did you see America's first opening minutes? Did you, did you find it a little bit shaky, or Did you think, okay, this is typical of America, at least, you know, the first couple of games?
3: I feel like this is just typical of America where the first opening minutes, you know, they're just trying to get themselves situated, see what's going on around them. Like, yet they do make some couple mistakes in the back with the fence. But along the way, they just start to wake up and just tell everyone, "Okay, let's actually, you know, let's play for real. Let's get serious now. Let's get some goals. Like especially for the penalty, I was worried when that penalty got called. But then we saw the offsides. I guess that was probably America's wake up call to say like it's early on. It's Solos, but we still need to put our 110% into the game. This was the first like really boring until Richard Sánchez scored that wonderful golazo. And then by the second half, it's like, all right, let's keep this momentum going. So I feel like Richard Sanchez's goal, having to wake everyone up from America, and, um, which resulted in three goals in the second half.
1: No, yeah, definitely. It's, I think you put it perfectly, too. It's Richard Sanchez's goal woke up, I, I would say, the entire stadium, if there was actually people <laughs> there. Um, I don't know about you guys, I'm not a huge fan of those virtual uh, fans. It's terrible. Yeah, that, um, I, I don't know. It's, it it's, it's blocked <laughs> like It's it's I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It's... Do then and do better. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I think AJ's right. Richard Sanchez's goal opens up the score sheet. But I think the caliber of the goal, I think, really wakes the team up. You know, we were showing glimpse of, you know, almost getting towards uh, Jonathan Orozco's goal. Uh, and sometimes you need a wonder goal like that to kind of wake things up. So, I mean, the half ends, Dylan. And then, you know, America goes in, you're leading 1-0. But this still doesn't seem like an America side that's going to come out and score three goals, especially how skeptical we've been about this team, because we've always said America managing leads just kind of doesn't go together.
0: Yeah, you know, I I, I totally get it, too. And, um, you know, I, I, it's kind of like you're mentioning, you know, you had that uh, the Sanchez goal that really woke up everything. You know, I feel like, you know, you did see some good things from this team um at times before before that goal. But, you know, you still wanted to see more. And obviously, you know, you try to wanted to we always talk something that we've always talked about was getting that second goal before halftime to take that goal um and uh into half, you know, with some momentum. And so you can come out with that momentum back into the second half. And um I think too is uh you know you, you see this team you know kind of build some momentum ending in the first half and then they come off in the second half and they drop off Uh, sometimes a little bit, sometimes a lot a bit. Um, So just kind of curious to see how that would play out going into the second half by that point.
1: No, yeah, definitely. And it played out to just perfection. I I, I think, you know, hats off to everyone, Piojo included, because I think uh, what he told them they specifically did in the second half. Christian, I don't know what your take was on what you saw in, you know, those last 45 minutes, but I think we saw a well-rounded team that, again, like you mentioned, hats off to Roger because he was consistent throughout the whole time that he was on the pitch. And I think that's something that we wanted to see. Now, of course he wasn't sprinting down the pitch. He wasn't, you know, lunging at, at, at every single tackle, but he was giving us more than what we were used to out of Roger. And I, you know, I think if we continue to give him the space to be comfortable and kind of do what he wants to do, I think we're going to see him provide and, and give us more of what he's been giving us.
2: No, 100 uh, percent. You made two points there. The first point you made, I think, hats off to be because I think, you know, we talk about him having good calls and bad calls. This was definitely a great call. And I think we talked about it last podcast and we were kind of concerned about, um, you know, we have a lot of players on the team, but we're not sure if they're America caliber players and in, in terms of, of of our depth. And I think in this game, it showcased that, you know, players like Escobosa, who who got an assist in this game, you know, they, they were reliable in this moment, even though Oso Gonzalez isn't necessarily a starter. He showed up for us, you know, Chucho Lopez, you know, while I didn't think he had the, the greatest of games, though, he did some things that I did like and he can improve on. This is always a player that we talk about that he can't improve on his game. And then going forward, he can be maybe an important player for us. Now, second point you made is Roger Martinez. Uh, like you said, he wasn't, you know, going up and down the field, putting in defensive work and making these crazy plays, but what he was doing is Being involved in every single offensive play, whether it be taking a shot or making a good pass or getting two dribbles off to to start up a play or something, that's the player we need from Roger Martinez and we need him to be consistent. That's the key word here. We need him to be like this for the whole season, you know, because... Like I mentioned, I guess, I think it was previous podcast as well, that America doesn't really have a player like that who can kind of be a factor in every single game who knows that's going to show up. Um, That's two for two for Roger Martinez now, you know, and we have a game against Nick Aksa, which I'm pretty sure he will be starting. So, you know, the momentum just keeps building and we need this momentum right now because like Ivan, me, you keep reiterating this is quote unquote the easier part of the season, and as you know as the season goes along and we get to those those more difficult games, we're gonna need the confidence from the whole team and especially from one of our star players like Roger Martinez
1: no oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, and so I mean America you know finds the second goal and you know things start to look better and then all of a sudden some changes are being made uh, and then of course Henry Martin comes in and then he backs himself two goals a j what kind of statement is Henry Martin making? After, being, you know, coming in, finding himself bagging two goals, you know, in a match in which Viñas didn't even get on the score sheet. What do you think is being said by Henry Martin to Pio
3: I feel like he's just saying, you want to put me in, I can get the job done for you. If none of our forwards are wanting to score a goal or just anyone in the pitch, matter of fact, he's like, I got you. Just put me in there. I can get you a couple of goals. Like, as you mentioned, two goals in the span of like, what, five minutes? He's kind of saying to, like, Bioho and to everyone else, like, I'm here. I'm here to help the team out. You need someone that bag in and goal you when you just need more momentum or you just want to continue just um defeating the other team with ease. He's like, I got you. Just put me in. So he did a really good job with him just, like, proving to himself that he is worthy of staying in this America team. Yeah, I know he's had some previous where he's getting into a goal jar or he's just kind of inconsistent. But so far, to get himself two goals already in two games, that's a really good start for Henry, in my opinion. So he's letting people know that I'm your I'm your main I'm your main man to go to. If you want to put me up with Vinas, I'm down for that. You want to put me on the bench, I'm fine with that. You want to sub me in? Most definitely, I'll get you the goals.
1: Definitely. Interesting. Dylan, how do you or do you agree with what AJ is saying in regards to Henry Martin? Because I know this is a player that is very dear and near to you.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I still think, you know, a lot of people look at it uh Henry Martin and you know uh make him feel underappreciated. Well so I think him coming out and scoring those two goals. Um, you know, e- even if you look at the first one, you know, just kind of being at the at the Right place at the right time. You know, I still think it's a mistake from Orosco in the end. And Henry Martin's able to capitalize it and tap it in and get his first one. And then, you know, again, you know, he just it just shows the second goal. I think he knows how to set himself up whenever uh a cross is going into the box and you know he's able to score that second one. And you know, just I think his confidence right now is at a, a pretty high. And I think, you know, going to the next match against Nakaks, I wouldn't be surprised if though if uh he starts, which we'll talk
1: about later. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think this is, it's, it's definitely going to help Henry Martin if he can kind of be under Vineas's radar, you know, because I think as long as Vineas continues to kind of get kind of the more attention, I think Henry's going to be able to fly under. And do not be surprised if Henry Martin even bags himself more goals than Vineas this season, if that's the case, because I think Vineas is going to be the one working with a lot more pressure while Henry Martin is going to kind of have the luxury, if you want to say it, to be able to come off the bench or be able to, you know, start a game next to Vinas and not have so many eyes on him because they're going to be so focused on the Uruguayan striker. So I know you're shaking your head and saying, yes, Christian, do you want to elaborate a little bit
2: more? No, of course that, you know, whether I think, you know, not just Americanistas, but I think the whole league is kind of watching Vinas because, you know, I would probably say 90% of the whole league thinks he's just the one season wonder that, you know, we got lucky that he's not going to have the same season. You know, while people don't understand this, if you, if you don't watch América games regularly, is, you know, venus just does more than, you know, bad goal for us. So, you know, in this game, he got an assist, right? But he doesn't always have to be scoring to make his presence known. In um, almost every... Well, not almost every single play, but pretty, pretty much when the ball gets to him, something happens. You know, he creates, and that's something that we need from a striker like Vinas. And if we have a striker that can create and bag goals, you know, we have, we have our hell, ourselves one hell of a player.
1: We definitely, definitely do. And now, ultimately, a well-rounded matchup, and I think we were even messaging throughout this game, and Christian, you were like, well, we definitely look like we don't know what we're talking about once the score scoreline <laughs> read 4-0. But it's definitely a game in which you want to be wrong, right? And, and a game in which you're happy to easily, you know, bite the pill and say, you know what? Yes, we, we definitely got it wrong. But fortunately, America got it right in that situation. And, you know, hopefully that they continue to, you know, have these impressive type of games. Cholos was no easy matchup, even if it was the, really the second game coming into this uh, Liga Mekis mm-hmm. Guardianes. And then now you're seeing you're going up against Necaxa, which we'll preview. Necaxa's at the bottom of the table. There's a game where America's going to expect to win, and whether or not they can do that, we'll have to wait and see on Friday. But ultimately, America gives us a good performance, something to be happy about, and just ultimately an overall well-rounded game in which I don't think you can pick out a a lot of things. And if you do, then there are things that can easily be improved on. So ultimately, I mean, I'm happy with the results. Anyone else want to say anything in regards to this 4-0 win? Um,
0: I just kind of want to talk, hit back on uh, Raj Martinez a little bit myself. Um, Yeah. You know, I I will admit he had a good game, but I just feel like his shots sometimes were just, um, you know, uh, not very good. Um, I yeah, feel like that's something definitely. he can work on. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he had one shot on target. I think that one shot was just uh, the one that would saved, And then Henry tapped in. I mean, I look at this game and I feel like Roger could have had himself one, maybe two goals. Uh, dare I say a hat trick, but uh, you know, that's just, I think that's just something <laughs> that uh, uh, you got to look at too, is when you have four shots off target for one player and only one on target and you, the goal goes to some somebody else, you know, I, I just, I just want to see him do better in that area.
1: No, yeah, no, I, I, I agree completely, definitely. But um funny enough, Roger Martinez was uh was crowned the uh I guess America has this thing on uh, practices that they, they stay and they start shooting. Um and the one who, you know you have to score like every single one. And I think Roger did score all, every single one. I think only one hit the post or something. Um so definitely questions where that finishing was at last saturday but uh hopefully we do get to see you know as the confidence level grows maybe a shot accuracy will as well so we'll have to wait and see but um yeah i mean defensively speaking i think ocholi had to make one save and that was already towards the end of that uh second half when america was already winning 4-0 so quite a night for the defense but you know still good to see that they were doing good stuff um anything else any one of you guys want to mention anything in regards to this game or are we good
3: I just wanted Roger to score a goal so badly. Like as Dylan mentioned, he was trying to shoot the ball so many times. And I kept thinking to myself, just please, just one goal, Roger, please. I felt that's like he's happy to make the plays for his teammates and the assists. I know I think it was the assist that he gave to Bruno Valles when he just smashed into the back in net. He just did like this kind of like animation and and then he's just like, Okay, good. But I kinda of felt the same thing. He's kinda of like, I want to score a goal so bad, because I feel like that can maybe be the confidence booster. Because, you know, I feel like he's not a fanfare of this team. Because I remember when he first signed into the, uh, into this America side, everyone's like, he's going to be the next big thing for America. Seasons later, everyone's like, please leave. I feel like this season's a make it or break it for Royal Martinez. And I feel like if he can bag himself some goals along with the assists, perhaps that can maybe convince him enough to say, I'll stay here for sure. Bill's like, I'll let you stay in this team now. Let me give you the contract extension. Or this can be a highlight for him to say if teams in Europe are really interested in him. They can look at this season They say, you want to pick this guy up? Go for it. He'll make an impact onto your team.
1: No, yeah, definitely. Like I mentioned, Roger just needs to feel the love sometimes. And I think that's definitely going to help him out confidence-wise. But yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. America wins 4-0. Had uh, top of the table. Even though it's just only the second second week, which uh, I say kind of... Pace ourselves, all right? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. And I, I, I know we're, we're, we're living high right now because uh, we're at the top of the table, but it, we know, America, anything can change. So America has to try to stay as constant as possible. But a good win nonetheless, and uh, now America can shift over their attention to Necaxa, which will not be an easy game by any means necessary, even though Necaxa are at the bottom of the table. And we'll tell you why a little bit later on it. In the show. But let's move on into the next segment of today's episode. And before we talk Lady Aguilas, I want Christian to give us a little bit of an insight on what has happened in regards to Las Aguilas de America because there is a new player in Coapa and he is ex Real Madrid. So, what better person than uh, Real Madrid's number one fan here to give us all the info? Christian, tell the people what's new with Sergio Diaz.
2: Sure. So, like I've mentioned, Sergio Diaz is officially now a Club America player. This was a player that America's been watching for a while now. Um, gained traction in beginning of the of the transfer market, died out a lot. Uh, but then recently, two weeks ago, it just picked up once again and finally made it official. Um, there's a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people hesitant about this player, mainly because, one, people think that his prime is passed, but it, which is absurd to say because he's only 22 years old. So, you know, I, I don't know where, where fans are getting that. Um, people are saying that, you know, he's just here to kind of just springboard his way back to Europe because he was at Real Madrid-Castilla, um, trained with the first team, went on preseason with the first team, uh, didn't stick around obviously. Uh, went to Castilla then went back to his home country to Cerro Porteño. Um was on loan for there. And then now he's here. So I, I like I like what I've seen so far. Um not just the highlight videos because highlight videos are never a good way to judge a player. I think it's it's <laughs> important it's important to kind of just look at past games and and you know, kind of single out them, their performance from that. So I have looked at a couple, not too much. I'm not gonna lie to any of you guys. Uh, from the little, but with the little that I've seen though, he's he's very interesting. This is a player who reminds me a lot of Mickey Arroyo in the way that he loves, loves to dribble the ball. Um, with a little bit of a ball hug though. So I mean that if that concerns anyone, um, you know, that, that's something to work on, definitely. But definitely an interesting player and can play multiple roles. Uh, but I think Herrera will mainly use him on the wing, which is what we need help with. So um, I'm really looking forward to Sergio Diaz. And in terms of playing time, he won't be available for this matchup. He he will start practice tomorrow uh, and then will most likely be available for next week or for uh, next match day after Nekoxa.
1: Interesting. Very, very interesting. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it is a uh, it is a loan, a one year loan spell with the option of uh, purchase. To
2: buy, yeah. Right. So America would like to buy my dynasty We have first bids on him. Uh and uh, there is a fixed price already for the for the purchase. They're saying around five to seven million will be the, the, the price for Sergio Diaz. You know, it's all up to his performance and whether he would like to stay or not. But overall, I think it's uh it's good that the board responded to to, to the fans and to Piojo to bring in a new player because while we looked great, you know, yesterday, uh, I mean uh, last match day against Tijuana, you know. We kinda have the tendency to not repeat that for 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 a little yeah. bit. Hopefully we can repeat it, you know, against Necaxa, but you know where I'm getting at though, you know. So no, we yeah. definitely needed some help and um I'm glad he's here. Um in, in relation to more transfer news, um Herrera said that the window's not closed yet for America. You know, there is an option or a possibility uh to bring in more players. Now You know, there are names flying around. Um, A lot of people want to see more offensive players, but I don't think that's the route America will be taking. They were talking about Mauro Linus. Unfortunately, Mauro Linus will not be coming this season um, due to him already uh, playing with Tijuana. So um, he he cannot join America anymore this season. If he will, he would be uh, ineligible. Um, Right now, they're looking at two center backs, two Mexican center backs. uh, I think everyone's familiar with Hector Moreno and Néstor Araujo. Um, These are two... I guess older players Um, and what I say in in respect to these uh, rumors, um, don't get your hopes up. Um, While either one would be pretty interesting to have in America right now, I don't think that's the philosophy America is trying to go for. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, you know, two older players that can offer a lot, obviously, but I think right now America is kind of set on center backs, um, so this is why this rumor or rumors seem a little bit, little bit uh, iffy to me. Only because I think Bruno Valdez and Cáceres and/or which I pretty I think more lean more to Caseres, will be the, the the center center back duo for the season, right? So. A player like Araujo or Moreno would obviously want a starter spot if if they were to join Cuba America. So um, that's why, in my opinion, I don't think it would happen. But who knows? Um, there's definitely still time in the in the window left. Uh, so don't be surprised if America brings in another player.
1: No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, we'll have to wait and see exactly what America has in store in regards to the transfer window. And uh, like always, follow us over on Twitter and Christian will keep you guys up to date with Every news, even if it breaks at three o'clock in the morning, Christian is up and ready to go to get you guys uh all the latest news. And uh yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for this segment. Moving on over to our Lady Aguilas, and we've brought in AJ once again to give us all the insight of what is going on in Coapa Land over there with the ladies. I know the tr- I know the schedule's out. Tell us how many days are left before the start of the season, AJ, and uh Give us all the latest news in regards to all things uh, Lady Aguilas.
3: So we got ourselves eight more days until the season starts. Well, for America, it's on Fridays, which when they will be playing. But we got eight more days. So I'm pretty excited for the return of the Liga MX Feminine. The guardiana Nassau 2020 season. Some key um, highlights of, some key matches I want to highlight, it's on the August 14th, Friday. America Feminine will be starting their campaign off against Azul Femenil, which we will be having ourselves a Clásico Joven. It is going to be played at the uh, Estadio 10 de Diciembre. Uh, another match I would like to talk about as well will be um, America Feminine versus Pumas Family. This game will be taking place at La Cantera. Another match I'll also like to talk about will be on October 10th, which is against Digas Femenil, which will be played at the Estadio Universitario. And last but not least, we have um, uh, on November 16th, it will be America Femenil versus Chivas Femenil at the Estadio Akron. One thing I would like to even mention is that all these important games are away games. They're not going to be, even be being played at Coapa or anything like that, so it's pretty interesting. There are two games in the schedule, which I'm kind of confused to where it will actually be played. So it's on October 19th, America family will be playing against Las Valladas, but on the Liga MX um, feminine website, it was said to be playing at the Estadio Azteca, but America family put on their schedule, saying to be played at Coapa. The other match is on November 20th, on a Friday, which is being played against Pachuca family, also saying on the Liga MX Feminine website, saying to be played at the Estadio Azteca, but the same thing is that the Femi, America Femini put on their schedule at Guapa. So it's really unsure to whether the Femini will be playing at the Estadio Estec for those two matches or they'll just be playing at Guapa like for the rest of their home games. Some important, playoff, some important dates as well are the playoff dates. So the first leg of the quarterfinal will be played on November 23rd and the 24th. The second leg of the quarterfinal will be played on November 26th and the 27th. The first leg of the semifinal will be played on December 2nd and 3rd and the second leg of the semifinal will be played on December 5th and 6th. And then finally we have the first leg of the final which is being played on December 10th and the second leg of the final will be played on December 13th.
1: Okay, interesting quite the schedule. I did notice that like you mentioned uh America has quite the difficult season ahead in regards to away games. You'd imagine at least one of those games would have been at home, um, but it looks like all three Classicals are going to be away games. That should be an interesting uh, that an interesting matchup to see whether or not they're going to be able to cope with all that. But uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But I mean, I don't know what what do you guys think about uh, about the schedule? I know you guys have been able to see it. Uh, it just came out yesterday. How are we feeling, uh, especially at the start of the season in comparison to the end of the season? This, the ladies got a little bit more of a mix, uh schedule rather than the men's, where the men's, it's clear to see that, you know, the start of the season was going to be a little bit lighter than the end of the season. I think the ladies are just kind of a little bit everywhere. There's no really easy uh, easy start or easy finish. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't I know mean- what you guys think. Mm-hmm.
2: It just seems like a typical schedule to me. Um, I think America will will have to kind of just start, you know, gunning from from the start, which is what you know they're they're going to be normally used to doing. Um, I think they have interesting players uh, this year to kind of uh, fill the void of a lot of missing players that that left last year. Uh, but I don't expect America to let down. I think they're going to be a powerhouse this season and definitely be a contender for the title again.
1: No, yeah, definitely, Dylan. Ladies, schedules out. How excited are you for the start of the season and what are What are your thoughts about some of the games that a j highlighted? oh no i'm 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 really excited
0: to see uh what this team could bring this uh this season um obviously too. I know there's some confusion, you know whether some games are gonna be played at the Azteca and guapa. Um I thought it was pretty interesting too, just to point out that Chivas is the last game uh, of the season, which I thought was kind of weird to me. I thought it'd be thrown in you know maybe about around the middle of the season, but you know to start off with the classical Hoven two, uh, I think that's pretty exciting to to see that. Um, but I kind of noticed too there's some some of these games you know you kind of play them like pretty quick, you know it's not seems doesn't seem like there's a lot of rest in between, so that'd be kinda of interesting to see how everything's coped with and all this
1: yeah no there's 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 gonna be a lot of running and a little and very short breaks in between each match uh a j if you kind of want to fill us in a little bit about your thoughts in regards to kind of the season and you know having to catch up with the men's because they're starting a little bit later than than usual and you know, trying to catch up and keep everyone kind of in sync in regards to the dates not clashing in regards to, like, the finals and stuff like that.
3: I mean, it's going to be pretty rough because I know, like, from the schedules, like, I know the first game is against Azuban, and they have to wait, I think, a whole 10 days to play against Atlético San Luis. And then, like, towards uh, November, like, Thursday, November 5th, and they have um, uh, Sunday, November 8th, and Monday the 16th. Like, in between those days is maybe, like, three-day rest or, like, four. So it's kind of one of the things I guess they're just trying to, like, get the season going as soon as possible before um, I guess with COVID breaking out even more in Mexico. So it's one of those things where they kind of just want to get the ladies going just so they could try to complete their season as, as soon as possible. Cause I feel like it'd be really cr- um, crushing to see that if the season just gets canceled, like at the beginning or midway through the season, which would not be great for the feminine. But if we're talking about like regarding like to their opponents that they got, I feel like America, my opinion, this is me being cocky, they can go undefeated. There's been seasons where we've only lost maybe two games throughout the entire season. So I feel like it's definitely possible for us to go undefeated. But I'm also just kind of worried just for the Clásicos, you know, the Clásico Joven, the Clásico Capitalino, and the and, uh, Clásico Nacional, that they're all being played at a but with, especially with no fans. I'm kind of like wondering like, how's it going to be? For um the women's teams to just be playing without fans, I know in the NWFL they have done that, but I feel like maybe it could be more detrimental to some like to the home to the home teams or away teams because so say they don't have like any fans cheering for them. Yeah, we'll be supporting them from away, but I feel like maybe it could be one of those where they truly need the supports to be by their sides cheering for them to give them that motivation to wanting to win the game.
1: No, yeah, the, I I. I... I exactly i see where you're coming from in regards to this and interesting that we see where aj's alliance falls because i mentioned if america the men's could go undefeated uh, and he said no that they could not and i haven't even been able to ask the question and he's already answered and he said yes so this is very interesting but uh no i'm, I'm messing with you aj but uh, i i think you're 100% uh on on to something right there you know the, the ladies definitely are going to have a tough schedule in regards to the november um, I, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be like March Madness, but in November. Um, it, it's gonna be crazy because, like we mentioned, those dates are so kind of cramped into one even, uh, into each other. So hopefully, uh, we have the squad depth, like Christian mentioned. You know, we we have everything that we need in order to establish a good dominant side, and well. We'll have to wait to see exactly. And talking about squad depth, I, and I know we just signed another player, AJ. Uh, could you give us more details on who the new uh, who the new ch- uh, lady on the block is?
3: Oh, okay. So her name is Eva Gonzalez. She is a midfielder, which we have brought from Satan Hall University. She's a Mexican-American midfield um, player, so she's just adding all um, herself along to the list of Mexican-American players that are currently in America Femini. You got Janae Gonzalez, you got um Jennifer Munoz, just names like that, that already it's already clicking ahead and I already think about it, they probably got like that, that connection already. You can add in Justin Orihel as well, Veronica Perez. I could already see that, you know, the communication is tight with them. And speaking of communication as well, Eva Gonzalez, she actually did used to play with some of the America Feminine players that are currently on this team. And the, and for the other seventeen for Mexico for the women's side she used to play with Janae Gonzalez Renata Massiarelli Monica Rodriguez Bonserat Hernandez and Cassandra Cuevas so it's pretty interesting okay. it's pretty interesting for um to see that America has brought a player to the team that already has chemistry with a lot with I'd say half of the, half of the team already so it's pretty nice to see that she can just get herself easily situated get herself accustomed with all her teammates as concerned that she's played with them before. And her teammates played there before, so they kind of have a idea like how she already plays.
1: That is going to be important in regards to building and establishing more chemistry in regards to everything. And it looks like the lady camp is uh is one that you want to be at because everyone just always seems to be smiling. Uh, they're always together, whether it's in 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 training, outside of training. They look like a, a tight knit family. And I think that's important. I, I think they've built and grown chemistry. This some of the kind of key figures have been around each other for such a long time, and you know they're 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 growing and they're adapting to you know these kind of new situations and surroundings. And uh, I, I, I'm really excited to see what the America team has in store. But uh, quick prediction as to where you guys think this ladies uh, this ladies team is going to end at the end of the season. I'll throw it to you first, AJ. What do you think? In the table, where do you see our ladies falling?
3: We're going first place.
1: First place. All right. Place. I was I was hoping you would say first place because if we're going undefeated, I would imagine first would have been there. Um, all right, Christian, where do you think the ladies land after all games are played out? Second place. Second place. All right. Dylan, ladies. I say they finished somewhere top four top four doesn't want to put himself in in a certain number i'm gonna go with you dylan i'm gonna say third place i like how almost everyone here is more confident in the ladies finishing in in the top two spot rather than the men's in regards to <laughs> <laughs> where their season's gonna be at but it, it goes to show how much kind of confidence we have and how much of a tight-knit circle we see that this team and the potential we see that this team can have. Uh, so we're excited. Mark your calendars down. August 14th, Classico Joven, Cruz Azul versus America. Ladies, we're going to be with you all the way. And make sure you guys stay uh, stay in tune to all of that over on Twitter. And we'll keep you guys up to date with all things Ladies that. So AJ, thank you so much for that update. And uh, yeah, excited for this uh, Guardianes 2020 season for the ladies to start off.
3: No, I'm ready, all Right, too. I'm ready.
1: Yeah. You can't wait. It should be a fun one. Definitely a fun one. But without further ado, let's talk America versus Necaxa and wrap this all up. So America has to go away over to Aguas Calientes and go up against a Necaxa <laughs> side that has not really showcased much. At all in this Guardian's 2020 season. But Christian, we know that in games like this, the opposition should not be taken lightly. Especially when they're kind of in a rut. Because whenever they do come against America, we know that they turn into the Manchester City, the Liverpools of the world. Because for some reason, when they see an America badge, they somewhat crank the you know the knob up to 10. And then we see them play a much better game than what even America anticipated. So... How does America approach a game like this in which you're riding high off of two wins and then you have to go away and visit against a team that you know are struggling right now? How do you think America goes into this and says, "Okay, how do I make sure that I walk
2: away with all three points here? Simple. Play your game. America has been trying to start something. Um, trying to kind of form A little bit of a play style We we saw a glimpse of it in the first game We saw a lot of it in the second game Now it's just to build off of that um, you know, in terms of, of lineups, uh, I really think that Bioho will do the same thing, rinse and repeat. So I don't think there should be any surprises in terms of the lineup. but we'll get into it a little bit later. Um, but you know, just besides that though, you just play your game, you know, you know that you're, you're better than the opponent. You know that, you know, they're, they're coming in, you know, a little bit, a little bit, you know, roughed up a three nil loss to to Tigres and then one nil to Juarez, uh, 10 men Juarez, by the way. Um, and so you know you, just that, you know you gotta take advantage of that. You know you gotta take advantage that you know you 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 are riding off a four nil win and just use that momentum, play your game, and you know this game should should be should be three points for us.
1: Definitely, Dylan. Now, am I the only one going into this game more nervous than I was against Cholos, or, or is it just kind of that? Nagging Americanismo in in the back of my head that's saying something has to go wrong with America. Eventually, something has to go wrong. That I think that this America side is gonna find a way to fumble it against Nakaxa
0: I think it's just you, man. Okay, you are just starting to overthink
1: I, It's fine. I I just need to hear that.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's just it's just. Uh, I feel like in some ways, you know, you're you're, you're you, you can't be spot on. Um, you know, obviously, you go back and look at that Pachuca game, it wasn't really necessarily the prettiest of games, and then all of a sudden you turn around and we play Cholos, and then you know it seems like things are clicking and everything's moving on all cylinders, and so uh, it, it, you kind of wonder about this, to- about if it's a, a toss up now, uh, for uh, uh this game against Nagaxa, which you know, um, you don't want it to be. Uh, I feel like this team won't let that happen, especially if uh, the slams are gonna get repeated like Christian's predicting. And so I, just, I, I, I just don't see it going that way as of right now.
1: Definitely. AJ, you're one of the more optimistic people in this panel tonight. How how are you coming into this one? How are you seeing this, America? You you thinking that you know with this lineup being repeated, as as Christian is saying, that we're going to be able to walk away with not just three points, but a good, well-rounded match, just like we had against Cholos?
3: Most definitely. I mean, as you mentioned, Necaxa are struggling. I like to think one of the reasons that they don't have one of their main strikers, in Mauro Quiroga, which they lost to Zatico San Luis. He was essentially leading that Necaxa team with all the goals. So I feel like with them having like a true forward in, in their presence I feel like America could take advantage at all of this since as the players normally have that defense or America don't have to be worrying so much for a deadly striker like Maru Quiroga and with the team that America has assembled, especially with the line that we had against Solos, I feel like we can, if we can, re- we could repeat the same performance that we had with Solos against Necaxa, so I'm pretty com- I'm feeling pretty confident into heading into this matchup, simply just thinking that they don't have Maru Quiroga, I'm like, we can take full advantage of it, no problem
1: so yeah, definitely we could all we could all learn a little bit from your optimistics and, and your positivity here. And uh that's kind of just go with what we kind of the constant here is that this lineup is definitely gonna be one that's not gonna get touched, Christian. And if that's the case, can you can you tell the people what the lineup is going to be. And then after you do, can you explain to us exactly what it is that you think America is trying to establish here in regards to playing styles?
2: Sure. So I'll repeat the lineup again. Uh, we'll go with Ochoa net. The back four will be uh, Jorge Reyes, Bruno Valdez, Sebastián Cáceres, Luis Reyes. In the midfield, we'll have also González and Richard Sánchez. Uh, on one wing, we'll have Chucho López. On the other, Roger Martinez. In the camp position, Sebastián Córdova. And up top, we'll have Federico Viñas interesting interesting
0: now how do you think you america
2: know, is trying to? Uh, huh? no go ahead
0: you know I, I just want to point out something funny you know you said he said jorge and then you said reyes and so i started to think, like oh, who's oh, I reyes?
2: Reyes? oh my bad <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, I had to think about it for a second so it like,
2: who, who, who is <laughs> uh you guys got the gist of what i was trying to say now
0: yeah no i, I do know but all i did not right. at first all right good <laughs>
2: Just to point Fish out 30. one thing though, um, Escobosa uh, uh will not be playing in this match. Um, supposedly he had um uh, an injury picked up in practice. Uh I think Roger Martinez and Escobosa got into a uh, little bit of a collision, so uh he's hurting from that. Uh people want to know about Giovanni Dos Santos as well. Uh Giovanni will not again be playing this weekend. Um, you know, he's still dealing with with uh, with a, with a minor minor muscle injury, so um. So at this yeah, point, just, it can't be minor. <laughs> um, well, you know, they're reporting as minor. I mean, I think we all know it's not minor, but just beating off what people are saying. So um, I don't know. It's just a little bit a little bit weird. Um, what's going on with him since, you know, uh, not a lot of, uh, I guess, I mean, press are reporting that he's not playing. But, you know, they're not explaining why he's not playing. I get it's an injury. But, you know, like you said, though, it can't be minor, though. So there has to be something a little bit bigger to that now.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because now you even question exactly what the club puts out because remember they were asking a lot about Santi Cáceres through mm-hmm. the preseason and there was like oh he's got Nothing. a little bit of they injury they right now
2: another player you know, yeah. so, you know, he might not be featuring on the bench. This It's still a little bit of a game time decision for him, but as of right now, he's not going to be there. But the question is, why not if, you know, he was playing in the preseason, right? So yeah. <clears throat> it's just, you know, raising a little bit of questions like what's going on, um, why they're not being as transparent as they need to be with us. But I guess we'll get answers in due time.
1: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Definitely have to wait and see. But um, let's talk a little bit about America's playing style and exactly what Piojo's trying to be in trying to implement with having kind of this lone striker Cordova in kind of like this cam position and having Roger out in on the wing with another winger mm. at this point is going to be Chucho Lopez. But talk to me, Christian, exactly. What do you see the team implement well? And what do you think they still need to iron out in regards to kind of finalizing that gameplay that we want to see?
2: Sure. So I really do like the way, that Herrera's having Cordova play, especially in that Cholos, match. Now, while I have uh, said in the past that I like Cordova in a camp position because of his offensive capabilities and his long-range shooting and his creativity, while that's great and that's something that we need because we lack desperately, I also like the the fact that he kind of backtracks and puts in defensive labor as well. If you, re- if you rewind and watch that first goal, um... Cortovac actually tries to make the initial uh, defensive play and he actually succeeds only to kind of have the ball, have a lucky rebound and uh, get it to a Cholos player, which then the Cholos player makes a, a really yeah. bad mistake. <laughs> b- bounces off also Gonzalez, uh, theoretically, loses leaves, leaves to Richard Sanchez and then, you know the history. Uh, but I really like that Cordova does has that kind of, me- to maintain in his mind that while he is there for offensive creativity, but he is, you know, he also knows that he has to track back and kind of kind of crash into that midfield and kind of help out uh, in those defensive labors. And I think that while, you know, like uh, Alex, uh, like you know, uh, Alexi said that, you know, we don't, uh, Negaxi don't have Quiroga, but they do have Maxi Salas. And that's also a very dangerous player for them. So I think if they have found a way to kind of limit him and limit what he can do with his teammates, I think America should be in a, in a good position to win this match.
1: No, yeah, definitely. AJ, anything to add on in regards to that?
3: I think Christian just nailed it out perfectly. If the defense could just um, make sure um, Salas is not doing anything at all, and what the and with every other player trying to every um, player like in the midfield and forward doing their job, we could just secure the um, the victory pretty easily. in My opinion.
1: No, yeah, definitely. But Dylan Nakata has always been a, a difficult ground for us to go out and try to get all three points, and it's always been like that for América ever since Nakaxa left the Estadio Azteca. It's always been difficult for us to go away over there and walk away with all three points. Do you see it playing out differently, though, this time? Do you think with what AJ and Christian just talked about in regards to how America is kind of planning itself to play out, that this game is going to be one where America, as long as, like AJ said, as long as the defense can do their part and shut out uh, the 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 little bit of attacking power that Nekoxa has that America can easily coast home to three points.
0: No, no, I, I definitely do agree with that. I mean, you, and you have to look at that. I mean, you have to be optimistic for this team. I mean, I mean, shoot, I mean, I've I said it before, you know, you get an ugly win against Pachuca and then you come off and, you know, you get a great win against. Um, Obviously we talked about some, some things that it could be ironed out a little bit more, but um, you know, I, I I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. I mean, the plan seems pretty simple, but then again, at the end of the day, simple is the hardest thing to do, and playing simple is not always easy. And so it's it's just kind of kind of going to come down to every player that's on the pitch, too. Um, every player's got to do their part. Um, this back line, I feel like, will be maybe tested a little bit. It probably will be. Um, so let's just kind of see if uh, Bruno, um, you know, everybody else can step up in that back line, especially uh, Bruno leading it. Um, the midfield, I think, will be solid, and then you know, let's see what Cordoba and Venus can do up top.
1: Yeah, and I think this is definitely going to be a game in which I think a lot of eyes going to be on on Venus and whether or not he's able to capitalize on this opportunity, and hopefully, can bag himself a couple of goals. You know.
0: Yeah, definitely. yeah, I would like to see that. Then I feel like you get a a, a striker competition even going more into the, heading into the season.
1: No, yeah. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, gentlemen, let's talk predictions because this match is going to be played out on Friday. So that doesn't give us much time uh, to put this out and have a lot of people listen to it. But for the people that do, give me your prediction, AJ, on what you think is going to be the result this Friday.
3: I'm going with um, my 3-0. I'm going to sco- okay. have Royer scoring his um, brace. And I'll have Federico Viña scoring goal.
1: Okay, all right. 3-0. This guy this guy's confident. I like it. I like it. Christian, prediction? 2-0, America. 2-0, America. I like it. So far, so good. Dylan?
0: I'll
1: take a 2-0 win for America. 2-0 win. All righty. I'm going to join AJ in the 3-0 just so that way it's tied 2-2 here. And uh, all I'm saying is that we're predicting another clean
2: sheet, and that is exactly what I want. That's fine. I mean, just more, I guess, confidence building for the back line and goalkeeper. Do you want
0: it it for a choa? Do what? I said, do you really want it or do you really want it for a choa? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: On that, I I, I will say this. I think everyone that's listened to this podcast knows the answer to that question.
2: Yeah, thanks. Pretty much. (laughs)
1: Uh, all righty guys you guys can catch that game on uh friday night that is going to be at uh, 7 p.m pacific time 9 p.m central and 10 o'clock eastern time christian i know you do like those late p.m games make sure you guys head over on on to uh christian you look at me funny did i get the time wrong
2: um i thought the game was 8 30 my time I swear oh I thought God. I had read seven thirty.
3: Let's all look up the schedule. Professional than this, Let's all so look more.
2: it up, but I'm pretty sure I thought I saw it um eight thirty. I have it right on here. On a Friday night. Eight yep.
3: Eight yep. thirty PM. It's eight
2: thirty your time. My bad.
1: So that is five thirty that five thirty PM Pacific time, seven thirty central time,
2: eight thirty Eastern time. That is still mm-hmm. somewhat of a late game, but it's all uh, right. I like I like the late games. Friday night with the with a cold, you know, beverage, um, it's gonna. With be, a cold uh,
1: Nesquik in his hand, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, it's a cold. family show. Cold. <laughs> <laughs>
3: there
1: you go. Aj yes. Aj's got the got the gist of it all, but uh, yeah, you guys can catch all the latest, uh, all the all the latest action in regards to that game over on Twitter. Dylan knows uh, what I'm at talking about. Who I podcast.
2: Dylan definitely knows. Look at that. He is <laughs> sitting
1: in the dark. He's he,
2: he's the <laughs> only one that approves of my comment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, make sure you guys go follow us over on Twitter. Aj, where can they find you so they know exactly what you're gonna be tweeting about?
3: Um, you can find me at the Blue Creams on Twitter.
1: So make sure you guys go check him out as well. He's going to keep you guys up to date with all things Lady Aguilas and, of course, that game on Friday, all things men's as well. Uh, gentlemen, we're almost going to wrap up the show here, but Zena, is, it is a very special day in the Americanismo community. I did want to ask one question before we wrap things up. As you guys know, it is a certain player's birthday, an ex. America players' birthday. Salvador Cabanas, someone that I know here. At least three of you grew up watching. I know Dylan, you didn't have quite uh, the you know the fortunate uh, pleasures to be able to see Cabanas because you weren't kind of vested in the team as of uh, as of you know the time that he was playing. Although I know you have seen a couple of his highlights, gentlemen. Just quickly before we wrap it up, I want you to give me your favorite Salvador Cabanas uh memory whether that be a goal an assist something he did on the pitch whatever it is just give me that one highlight that's always going to stick to you in your mind with Salvador Cabanez. go
2: ahead Christian um definitely the goal to kind of seal the comeback in that three nil win uh in the Copa de Libertadores. um that free kick goal will always be installed in my head I'm pretty sure you guys all know what I'm talking about right um Please, please go. Yes, yes against yes, 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 against Flamengo. Yes, there you go. Um, that that was a very rough moment for America uh, that, that season. Um, you know, we, we weren't really you know you know uh, expected to do anything in Libertadores, and when when the when the first game happened at the Azteca and we got absolutely wrecked. Right, no one thought we could do this. no one thought that we can go into into brazil and pull off the miracle and we actually did but that just that free goal to kind of seal it all was was really it was immense and uh just how he was so cold right after the uh, right after the goal like you know something that he's done before um definitely shows you the type of player that he was and you know just Every single time I watch highlights of, of this player, it just makes me miss him even more because this definitely would have been—I uh, mean, he is an América legend now—but this would have just extended his legacy to a whole nother level. So that's definitely one of uh, that's definitely my best memory of him.
1: Definitely, definitely. AJ, favorite memory of uh, Cabanas?
3: I'm to break people's hearts. I've actually never experienced Salvador Cabanas ever play. Oof.
1: Oh well, I mean, Ooh. you're 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 in the same boat as Dylan then. <laughs>
3: America fans since 2013, the Chucho days.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I see, not, I see. Not, okay.
2: <laughs> not a bad That was either. also Dylan.
1: <laughs> hey! <laughs> but have you seen the highlight, or, or do you know exactly what we're talking about when we... No, ex-
3: not not actually at all. Now that you're speaking about Salvador Caballo, I should really take the time to actually look up a highlights on him. I know my father always used to talk about Salvador Caballo. He's been an America fan, if I can remember, since probably the 90s. The 90s and the 80s so he would have a recollection of all that
1: wow now that's awesome all righty well well uh you got some homework to do my man and uh <laughs> yeah for real <you>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> give us a one-page essay as to why salvador cabanas deserves the number nine framed um but dylan do you have a highlight or or should i skip you as well
0: yeah you just kidding me <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All righty, all righty then. All righty. Well, uh, my favorite memory of Cabañas is when uh, America was playing against Guadalajara and um Cuauhtubo Blanco gets fouled. And, you know, Cuauhtémoc Blanco being Cuauhtémoc Blanco is smart enough to notice that he's getting fouled, that Cabañas is kind of alone and is making a run, gets up, takes the free kick, gives it to Cabañas. Cabañas just always had such an ease to just numb the ball with his chest Put it on his foot, whether it's right or left, he knew he was always gonna find the top bins and uh yeah, he ended up doing that. And I think that's always gonna be one of my favorite memories too, because just such a crucial player and, and such a finisher as well. So that is uh, that's definitely something. But let us know your guys' favorite memory in regards to Salvador Cabanas and any other memories you guys want to share with us over on Twitter or Instagram. We'd love to hear exactly what it is that these players marked in your guys' lives. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for us. Anyone else want to say anything before we wrap things up? No? I'm good. Alrighty then. Okay then. Well, we've taken enough of your guys' time. Uh, catch us over on Friday in regards to all things Las Aguilas de la America against Nacaxa. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Stay safe, wear your masks, and if by some weird chance you get a storm, stay indoors. All mm-hmm. then. Everyone, have a wonderful, wonderful time. We'll see you guys. Uh, take care. And as always, Arriba America. Goodbye, everyone.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.